Dana's spinning out about Fight Island. It might be in Dubai. Unclear if it's an island. It's definitely, it's going to be in Dubai, and fuck you if you don't believe in it. That's all I have to say, and it's like, well, there hasn't been one yet, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way more professional from outside of the cage. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, a lot of black spats going on this weekend at Jits King. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. I think the spats are probably to protect from COVID. Because that's a thing. Everybody's fully spatted. Mm-hmm. Jake's ankle's not going to get COVID. Jake Watson's nope. ankle's safe. Though, you're watching that one, and that should be the Jake versus John Combs, which is a lot of fun. Two friends of the show. Wish they weren't first rounding one another, but altogether really good. And I'd like to point out that we're starting a new segment on the Grappling Hour in which we decide the match of the week. And Jits Kings had a very fun match of the week that I will go ahead and pronounce here exclusively for you guys, which is Roberto Jimenez versus one William Tackett. Kev, the future is safe. The rest of us, not so much. Actually, what's funny is I almost went with a first Tackett match, and I don't know why I was drawn to that one. So... Almost decided on Jake versus John first. Huge mistake, apparently. I'm kidding. To be fair, Williams' first match, and if I'm remembering correctly, was against J.J. Wilson, who fights in Bellator, who's also a friend of the Grappling Hour. And they had a fun little scrap. And the thing about William is that you know that he's game for just about anything. So you know that when all these elements come together and you say, oh, it's going to be Roberto versus... William. Now, what I didn't know was that, uh, according Uh-oh. to, oh, yeah, bad news. Yeah, I was waiting for this. this is bad news. The comatine is real. Jake Watson, you got to get out of there. Oh, <laughs> taps. Okay, don't get guillotine. Is a funny saying. Now, damn it. Now, Kev, you're signaling what we know from one John Combs, and most people do, and. To be honest, when I was watching it live, there was a moment where I said, Jake, I don't think you're going to get comatine. Just move the other. Uh, he settled Shit. into it. <laughs> I I thought he was. I knew as soon as I saw it. It was like, uh-oh. Well, I thought that he had a better variation of at least fighting it than I would have because I hate to be method. the one to tell you you're about to choke. Because to me, normally when John hits that, it's already too late for me. I thought Jake at least had a second where you could post out of it, you know, concede it and and kind of maneuver out of it a little bit much. But I think he was a split second too late on the timing. And the two of them were very friendly afterwards. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, but William and and Jimenez, that's one that I think is fun to watch. And if I remember correctly, I think it happened in... in the second round, but I got uh, it up. I watching William Tackett roll is mm-hmm. just like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> That's I, I assume it's good technique. It is also just impressive <laughs> from an athletic standpoint. And the way he attacks, ah, uh, not to be effed with, Raph. The rolling, yeah. you and I can't do that. We're not rolling, no. we're not rolling out of anything. I'm no. watching the fights live. Don't worry. We're going to talk a little UFC. Not a ton. 
Well, Less you brought us somewhere. Me. No, I mean, I'll, I'll skate through part of it. I did want to bring up what you were saying. So since the last time I think we've been on air, they did announce where this year or whatever Fight Island is going to be. Do you know where Fight Island is located? It, it's somewhere in Dubai, right? Mm-hmm. The United it's, Arab Emirates, as I saw. Mm-hmm. It is uh, put on paper as Yes Island, but I hope that our fans will refer to it as Yas Queen Island because I think that will piss off a lot of people. And there's no better reason than also if you're going to name it Yas Island, like it just snaps. <laughs> And I cannot, I approve, by the way. So far, this is exactly what I was looking for, Uncle D. I Go Middle Eastern. Sex in the City 2, except for the script, had a great concept. Go to the Middle East. I think, oh my God, I can't believe I just complimented Sex in the City 2. It's a garbage <laughs> movie that should be just erased from the whole pantheons. <laughs> All of a sudden, Carrie's kissing Aiden again. Hello. I don't think so. <laughs> but here's what oh, you should talk sorry. about, Kev. You should. Yeah. It's okay. I, I I wanted to pull you back in because there are some things that I don't even know from what you were mentioning Rap here. was like, 20 more minutes. I could. <laughs> we were about to really <laughs> dig in deep to the plot. <laughs> However, I would tell you this. Dana Wit into a tirade saying that the fans and their expectations of fight island because people were like well it's barely an island it's just across the street from where the ufc has previously held events so that was a huge letdown and dana said well it's the fans who let their expectations get a little too out of control now he said this on the same day he went i believe with brent akimoto and basically said, it's going to have swimming pools. It's going to be great. I mean, this thing, you guys have never seen anything like this before. And it begs the question, who's leading who on this dance? We didn't call it Fight Island. That wasn't the press. Oh, he said that they called it Fight Island. They? Dana from the ve- mm-hmm. And Dana from the very it beginning. amazing if he had blamed John Anik again. Been like, oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not John Anik, Ariel Awani. So you're going to be like, this is Ariel Awani, false reporting, more bullshit. Now, I cannot believe Jimenez is not tapping to Tackett during multiple instances here, but Tackett's uh, quite aggressive. What is, what? I guess, couldn't you call it Fight Peninsula? Like, couldn't you call it Middle Eastern Fight Club? You could call it anything, but he called it Fight Island. Yeah. He said it was going to be fine. He also said it was going to be a scotch more local than halfway around the effing world. But that's a bummer. I thought he was running out. I th- I mean, Raph, truthfully, how hard is this? Call the Sheik. Call whoever's son is most into MMA in the Sheik's family. Be like, need an island. Need it to be fucking sweet. And don't need all that press BS about COVID. That is easy. It's one phone call. He's got the diplomatic connections, at least for another six months. There's no reason not to 
just bypass the laws, get an actual island, and have a little fun with this. Yep. There's money. So anyway, that's the update on Fight Island. It's set to take place, I believe, International Fight Week, which I guess technically this time it will be. It won't be what you expect or, or what you were hoping, but people are essentially going to live there, and there's a lot of, mm, okay, well, that's Foot, what we're going to do. Footage will leak. He called North Korea and was like, guys, please tell me you have an island. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one point Data probably said, can I buy one of the Hawaii's? No? Fuck. <laughs> Fine. There's a big island. Can there be a big fight island? Can there be a small piece of fight island? That I still, I'm not able to, I already told you this. I'm not able to reckon the fact that he can't just rent an island. I thought he had that kind of moolah to where it's like, fuck it. I'm going to do this and it's going to be worth it. But maybe that's part of the ESPN deal. They're like, you can't do that. You can't say, fuck it. We're not going to send ESPN crew to your private <laughs> island. This could be the first real casualty is Fight Island. It's like, we're not doing this. We're not renting boats. We're not doing that for your fights. I'm going to, I'm trying to do, it's a real island. I oh, want to, did I Jimenez swear. win via decision here? Yes. Uh, so it's kind of like decision. They're, they had a little weird rule set. And I'll, I'll tell yes, you one fun thing that I, happened. I mean, disagree, but. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. I would tell you, Kev, that apparently Jimenez uh, scored at the very last second through kind of like a knee cut slice pass of some sort. Although when I watched it, it just. Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't even. I mean, great. Like, I'm not nothing to take away from him, but come on, you, he did not uh, win that fight. Just from my, how many not times did you nearly get your leg taken off? Barometer, and I know that is not a barometer that most people use, but well, Kev, I would tell you that between the two of them, rules aside, I would watch that match over again because was good. I think that Tackett was saying that one of the things that made him feel so good about it was Jimenez beat him six times before, but this time he felt, you know, obviously he's been better before, but he really felt at that level. And I have to agree with him. I think he made a good statement there. So the two of them are what, 19 and 20 years old, which means we're just seeing the beginnings of them doing this potentially for another six times. And if that's the case, then I'm, then I'm very excited by that. So Jits Kings had a very good event. I would tell you one piece of behind the scenes. What if I were to tell you Oliver Taza, who I believe was the runner up, Kev, might have lost a point because of somebody on our usual fight companion panel. What did Star Lord do? Oh, why would you just rush to judgment on him? Couldn't have been Jake Watson asking and intervening for some sort of orphan or doing some sort of good deed that made the whole thing come to a halt, Kev? Seems unlikely. He'd be too bad, too busy back in the back, like Instagramming his fans. I don't know what happened. <laughs> or couldn't it be friend of the show, John Combs? Doing some idiot nonsense in the background because there was video of him, you know, doing the weird 
I'm on camera and Star-Lord can't see me, so I'm going to hump him and then I'm going to put bunny ears on him and be weird John Combs. Wouldn't that stop something, Kev? I don't know about for a point. Okay. Well, we should address the fact, which is Star-Lord was not even coaching one Ali Taza, but Star-Lord seemed to have some issue with some of the other people there, maybe more IBJJF-centric folk. And he started speaking up. And the referee, who he had disagreements with, looked at him and said, if you don't shut up, I'm going to take a point away from Oliver Taza. And that is a weird thing to do as a referee. So we're not even getting into was it justified for looking at somebody and telling them a certain thing or was Star-Lord right or was the ref right? This is more like in football if somebody held somebody from New England accountable for something that they did and said, we're going to take away from, you know, Tom Brady five years ago, which I would have welcomed. But, you know, things being as they may, it's a little unfair. Well, John Combs has really taken the business to Valdir Araujo here. Raph, who wins the tournament outside of uh, Star-Lord? Who else wins the tournament? So it was Pedro Mourinho who ended up winning. He had a very fun scrap with Ali Taza. It was a close match. It was fine. Uh, I think as a whole, I was very entertained by Jits Kings. I thought that Cody Steele had a highlight on there as well. And you could see the makings of it. And, and people went out early. I mean, seeing... Um, Taza be a beast was great, but Johnny Tama went out early. And when you see some of the favorites go out very quickly, it tells you the caliber of the tournament that you're looking at there. Now, conversely, we were watching the UFC fight night and we had a nice little fight companion. Now, I told you there were some good fights in there and I feel really guilty about it because in retrospect, I didn't say when they happened, which means you might have watched parts of the main card and thought, has Raph seen too many fights? Is he starting to lose it? That would be accurate. I was I, I watched the last three fights. I was like, oh, okay, I'm oh. here. I actually saw Andre Touchy Feely and Jordan end, and it was on on the compass of. Excuse me, I watched Espinosa's ending, and then I watched the whole rest of Feely, then Rosa, and I was like, okay, well, these are good fights, but you know decisions put decisions put decisions and then robertson gets a, a really good sub on vittori which i i excuse me vittori gets the submission on robertson which mm -hmm. i kind of expected especially after watching him punch it out and then i see calveo you know do some really good jujitsu but i was just like oh man you really have to strap in for these fights and you had prefaced it with some great knockouts that's <laughs> like what the fuck is he talking about i know asshole and, but look like earlier I hope, some great knockouts uh, not not recently i hope that if you don't see a knockout you might look at the wikipedia or the results page but instead you took my word at will which i never expect people to do i now understand where i faulted and maybe where you faulted too so let's just split it in half I'll take 51% of the blame 
And then 49% can be ascribed to you. Here's what I can tell you that started the show. 20% of the show. belongs to the fighters. I'm going to say that. I don't know uh, who yeah, that's it fair. comes from, but <laughs> before we get Kevin's too crazy. Very much taking a Lindsay Lohan break up the crowd and split the blame sort of approach to all of this. But sure, yes, good idea here, Kev. So let's start with this. Christian Aguilera, friend of the show, fights out here for Team Wait, Oyama. Did you say Christian Aguilera? Yes. Sorry, yes. just wanted to make sure, because Christine Aguilera is also a big friend of the show, so I just wanted to make sure. But <laughs> oh, 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 Christian, got it. <laughs> well, I would tell you I've made that joke to him, and it goes okay. He's not really bad about it, <laughs> but he gives you that look like, are we going to move on from this? And I, I wouldn't no. make the joke to him. If he was like, I'm Christian well, Aguilera, I'd be like, hello, Christian. I'll tell you this Real much. Lady Mama you might get the opportunity to tell him via interview. Um, that is in discussion. We are currently in talks, and I think he's favorable to it. But I think he's making the rounds to some of his other friends first, which, fine, I'm not going to press him. But uh, he's obviously somebody who is busy. Because, Kev, he got a very, very nasty TKO to start the night off. 59 seconds it took him. And more importantly, he got one of the performances of the night, which I later found not that much money, which made me a little sad. Oh, God, you're already tired. All right, no, moving on. I just watched John Combs lose now. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Passive, <sighs> passivity. I disagree with some of the decisions going on. Yeah. But I, I hope to talk to Christian. That wasn't a yawn at him. That was a yawn no, at No, I, I don't think you would ever hear me say, hey, this person's interested in being on the show. And you go, over it. Uh, I've heard of more interesting interviews. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, what fights do I need to go Here? back and okay. watch to get on your joy juice? Okay, but when I tell you there's Christian Aguilera, friend of the show, who is very happy for, I'm now sending you a link. Yeah. Oh, to... he was the first fight. Mm -hmm. And the second fight is the clip I'm sending you right now. So if you don't mind describing what you see when you call it up, that would be greatly appreciated. This is Tyson Nam who is doing the violence. Oh, I can tell you from the photo, I don't like what I see at all. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Gee. That now, will wake you up on a cold morning. Now, Kev, I've never said this before, and I made a meme of it as such, but that's the first time, and it was Herb Dean who was the ref, that I was pretty sure a ref was going to put a blanket on a fighter and tuck them into bed. Because the way that his opponent was felted over, it was concerning, but peaceful. He looked very, very at rest when it happened. That is how it goes. That was brutal. Yeah. Okay. So... Between Legit. that and then Julia Avelia, who also uh, had a very Christian Aguilera-like, uh, I'm going to take your lunch money approach to the proceedings. She was fun. And the Marab was very, very good in what he did. So once they did to Myra Agapova, things started to take a little bit of a slide. And this is where, Kev, I got a note from somebody, maybe one or two people. But Dana White, after this card goes to the presser and starts berating some of the reporters 
but not even then. Good. He's kind of speaking at people in general. And he's like, you think this card sucks? No cards suck. If you're a real <laughs> fan, that's what it's all about. Which then kind of raised my little light bulb above my head to which I'm thinking, is Dana arguing all cards matter right now? What was it? Was he watching Twitter? I don't understand. Or was he just like, this fight sucks and projecting? Well, I think both. he's just trying to say, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I just I don't know how he gets is... opinions about the show before anyone's had opinions about the show. No, they did. And I think what he's responding to is, hey, this card's looking a little weak. And so you have some he, fans who message knows? me. It's not like they had the Acast broadcasting team there. They had they had the C crew. Come on. They don't say that to them in public, Kevin. However. I just, it, I, it cracks me up when he's like, none of these cards suck. It's like, you know this card sucks. You, you didn't well, put your best foot forward with this card. It, you didn't charge for it. Like, what are you talking about? So we've had some of his enablers who message me and even on the meme we had a couple people who are like i mean you gotta admit some of these cards have been okay and i was like you know what you gotta admit i watch some television that i would not normally watch and suddenly because of covid those shows were amazing if i watched them out of covid would not say the same and i'm looking a lot at you netflix because some of your shows have gotten me through this rough time I will not reveal which shows I am talking about, but I would not call you good if I wasn't stuck at home. Because everything after you watch during COVID and you're in quarantine becomes, hey, you know, that wasn't too bad. Which is code for, oh my God, I hate being in my house. Please, for the love of God, everybody stay home for a few weeks so we can fucking go back outside again. And I digress. We're not doing great. So... The UFC fights then, um, tune in for our man Christian Aguilera, tune in for Nam, tune in mm -hmm. for Avila, and then mm -hmm. let the rest ride. You get some submissions on the main card, but, um, you know, fortunately it was free. I, I, so the only other, no, I don't even remember exactly what I was going to ask you. Never mind. Well, let me fill in the blank. Completely gone. Andre Feely looked really good, too, so I was very pleased with that. And Myra Agapova, who, again, underneath the amount of ones that Kevin watched, she had a nice submission. Um, I think this was, you know, to respond to Dana's little, little dig at everybody here. I think that people are fine to be entertained by these fights. But, and you've watched a number of them with me, especially in the past, what, six weeks or so? You have to admit, some of these matchups are a little lopsided. And no, no offense, we get it. Times are tough. You're doing the best you can. And I feel like that's something we are supposed to say in these situations, right? Like, you know what? They're doing the best job they can, all things considered. However, don't come back at us and say, no cards suck, because that isn't fucking right so suck it and i want to point something out as well there's been a lot of talk about fighter pay and i think we may be looking at a a show or an episode where we may have a discussion of it uh we promised that i think to somebody and you know we're so so on our promises but there was an interesting discussion by one daniel cormier 
with Ariel Hawani in which he was shooting down a little bit, not not fully, but just kind of saying like, hey, I really wish you'd go about this in a different way. Uh, you, you don't seem to understand what this is. You know, Jorge Masvidal, like you don't you don't really get all the things that Dana's doing. So when we've gotten people in asking us, how do we fix this? And everybody was like, ah, DC seems like a good guy who would stand up to Dana. Uh, no, he wouldn't. Like, that was the best proof I've ever seen of somebody going, yeah, you wanted that guy to lead the revolution? Mm, he was just short of saying, I'm getting paid. But instead, he did the very, very nice and polite version, which is, you know, commentary money is good money. So take from that what you will. I assume everyone's where they are for a while, but um, that's that's my pessimistic. I've been eating too much in quarantine nature. Rev, anything else to call out? Jits King had some weird decisions, but was great grappling, and the UFC had apparently some awesome knockouts that I just uh, I uh, snoozed right past. Yes, and I applaud you for trying to watch. Next time we will do better to sync up on what it is we need you to watch um in other news i would tell you guys this subversive is coming back that is the team grappling event i believe they'll be back out in uh miami so get excited for that um speaking of dana white being on one i get it covid's really gonna fuck him up like when they get to a 30 for 30 it's gonna be a three-part series for the pandemic and Dana White. But this week he said he was stunned to hear that Amanda Nunes is considering retirement, specifically saying, I will kill her, which prompted by response, I'd like to see him try. Godspeed. He's not been paying attention to her last few fights. <laughs> not with that no. attitude. <laughs> but what he's saying in his own Dana-esque way is essentially... He's bitching about the fact that they've catered so much of their marketing and so much behind her. They're building these divisions and they're trying to give her that. And uh, she's at the prime of her career. Why would she walk away? Well, maybe it's pay. I don't know. And part of it is, I mean, who else are you putting challenging at her? She seems like she's got things pretty under control on her own right. <laughs> so there's that. But Kev, I feel like I've saved the best for last. Ooh. We need some uplifting news in these times. Couldn't agree more. And uh, there's nothing more uplifting right now than what is transgressing between Darren Till and Mike Perry. I have no idea whose who's social media <laughs> reputation is more questionable. <laughs> sure. <sighs> so the two of them have been going back and forth. Mike Perry is responding as you can only imagine Mike Perry would respond to Darren Till, who also is going very aggressively silly at him. But what if I were to tell you that Darren Till's troll game, it's so strong, he actually bought the website Mike Perry is a bum.com. How do you get that website? But that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> and literally has just filled it with images of recent losses and the damage he's taken during fights and anything that just makes him giggle. 
and you know that's essentially prompted nothing but nonsense from Mike Perry. I got to tell you this, Kev. Let's make this fight happen. I know we talked a little bit about saying, eh, what do we do? Fights are hard to make. This one's making itself. I mean, if you really want to, I guess we can. I'm fine with it. I get it. And it's apparently Till is scheduled to headline the UFC's J- July 25th event on Yas Island, uh, taking on Robert Whitaker. And Mike Perry is, is going to take on Mickey Gall on UFC's June 27th event. Oh. But if you're Mickey Gall, and I think he's kind of said some silly things about Mike Perry, Mickey Gall's looking at this situation and going, thank you, Darren Till. Thank you for putting him in the ether because now I don't even have to do any heavy lifting. Now I don't even have to talk shit about him. People are looking him up. He has a motherfucking website people are going to right now. I can just sit back and fight. And given what we've seen from young Mickey Golf, that's probably a good thing because that fight could be very interesting. Uh, you're either going to see an aggressive Tasmanian devil power or you're going to see some jujitsu maybe come to save the day. But Kev, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I encourage you guys to go visit it because who else is buying websites for people that aren't even in their weight class? I do. It is a, it is a good advice. It's nice when you don't have to do the shit talking. Um, I will give that a shout out. It's nice when somebody else is like on it. Oh, so helpful. Oh, and also RIP Conor McGregor's career for the fifth time. Sure. What is he retiring again? What do you mean? Yeah, he retired. I don't even know if we covered it the last week, but you know, whatevs. Bye. See you next retirement. Yeah, it'll, it'll be right around the corner. And I think that'll do it for us tonight, right, Raph? We're doing yep. uh, a zoned out. This has been Verbal Tap. Thanks for listening. I'm Kevin. Good night and good fight. Please note, the new number is...